Lemzy accentuates art, music and creativity to the fullest. The East London artist's upcoming project, The Outliers, a creative project by Lemzy, delivers music in a new format. It's not an LP, it's not a mixtape, it's not an EP, it's not a playlist. It's a CP, a.k.a. a creative project. In response to why it's labelled a CP, Lemzy says to other creatives, you made it, so you define it. Alongside the CP, Lemzy has worked reverently in a small team to develop the world's first artist-led music and mindfulness app, Spoke as well as consistently engaging and supporting the creative community via Infax and other solo ventures. Hi, Lemzy. Hi, Sean. So let's chat a little bit about music. Just get straight into it and share with us a bit about how you became the artist that you are today. Yeah, sure. Um, It's been a journey. It's been a journey and a half. Uh, I didn't start off really thinking that I was going to be a musician or a music artist, I should say. I was trying to differentiate because I don't play any kind of instruments whatsoever. Um, but from being younger, I was always more either academic or sporty. Those are my two like areas of focus until, I mean, I started writing music when I was like nine or 10 to be Mm. fair, but that was always just a hobby kind of thing. Just like me finding a way to express myself. Um, but along the way, getting older, going to uni, getting certain jobs that I thought I'm not going to be able to do this for very long. And my passion for just creativity being fueled more and more and more. It got to a point where I was made redundant from my well, one of my last jobs. And at that point, this is 2016, I just thought, you know what, I've got so much ambition that's developed over the course of time for this music stuff. I've written however many mixtapes now. Uh, I've been rapping and meeting really cool people as well. I think I can do this. You know, I had that moment of just, I think I can do this, so I'm going to go for it kind of thing. And a lot of people who I respected in music, whether it's the big American artists or whoever, I feel like they'd always had that moment in their life where they said this this or nothing kind of thing. And yeah, that's where I kind of got to. I was reading, was there an article? It was at Guardian back in, Maybe. I think, 2016. Oh, you went back. I did, I did, my, did my research. I that, yeah. And so you did law? I did law of criminology at uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I studied that at Manchester. I got a two-one. I did all right. You did very (laughs) well then. Yeah. I did psychology at uni, so I completely get the kind of having another degree that's completely unrelated to music, but you can find a way to to bring it in. You never know. You might need to know about music. Uh, Yeah, yeah. There's always contracts that get thrown at you, and you've got to kind of be able to at least read them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, good ones as well. Don't bamboozle me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So you've just released Bagel Shop Love. Can you just tell us why you named it that and what it's about? Yeah, that was um, just a little vibe that we cooked off in the studio. Literally got the video on in the background now. And um, I think anyone who's been to London probably knows about the 24-hour bagel shops that we got here in it. Um, the Brick old, Lane. Yeah, Brick Lane Bagel Shops. The yeah. oldest one in London is down here, Brick Lane Bagel Shop. And yeah, this is just a bit of fun we had in the studio. Uh, we cooked up the beat in one session. I made my verse again in that session. And I think Dre even sung his hook in that. I think everything was kind of like laid in that first session. And it was us just having fun. There was a couple of drinks flowing and I was 
we're all just talking about little scenarios yeah, that kind of happen like, or could yeah, happen. You are going on a night out, you're having a good time. That's like, what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> might meet someone at the bagel shop, you never know. Is it it's based on a true story or amalgamation? Um, there's an amalgamation of a falsity and also trueness in there. And that's it, like, the best. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of how I, I end up writing a lot. This is the you. thing. I always <laughs> feel like I can't say everything. That It's not my diary. Music yeah. is not my diary, you know, but it's definitely an extension of what's happened to me. And, and dramatic license as well, you know, like TV is, shows and stuff. You've got, you've got to This is the thing. Like with this project as well, the Outliers one, that was one of the things I was really just reminding myself like mm. we're creative we're allowed to have artistic license with this it doesn't have to be strictly i did this on, i did this on tuesday this is what's going to happen on wednesday right. and that's kind of dry if anything yeah yeah, like, yeah. you don't want to know what i'm up to every day it's boring <laughs> <laughs> i love that
I mentioned at the start about Spoke, that you've been yes. part of developing it. What part of it do you believe in the most? Um, the fact that it can change the narrative around mental well-being. I think that Spoke is something that opens up the dialogue and it introduces people who would have maybe looked at this side of things and just completely been... I don't know, not repulsed, that's not the right word, but they would have just been repelled by it because they just thought, no, that's for that's the for people. Me. Yeah, that's yeah. the woo-woo people. That's the people who meditate all day long when really being mindful is just a state of being consciously present, essentially. So if you can do that and if music is your tool to get there, great, spoke is the answer, essentially. It's not the only answer, but it's an answer. I mean, as millennials, which yeah, we, we are. both are. <laughs> mad millennials. Mad millennials, we are mad. We are mad. <laughs> We're, we were coined as digital natives, so we grew hmm. up alongside technology. You know, I always say if we remember the days of MSN, Bebo, yep, LimeWire, all of that, then you're a millennial, you're not Gen Z. <laughs> anyway, there, I feel like there was this big push because of that, because of this just absolute storm of the internet, to have multiple side projects, hmm. ventures, loads of different jobs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. I guess, a luxury, but also it's not as easy as everyone yeah. might think on the outside or other generations might think. How do you balance, say, Spoke and then your artist career as well and everything else you've got going on? And so tell I, me, tell me a secret. I will, I'll tell you my secret. <laughs> um, I have three main words at the moment. And the first one is patience. And the second one is simplify. And the third one mm. is effort. So the reason I have those three at the moment is because kind of, as you said, we're always drawn into this idea that we need to be doing the most all the time. Otherwise, we're not succeeding. Whereas the reality is you have to be patient about certain things because there's certain things that are just out of our control and they take time to come. Certain things take time, like relationships take time. You can't have a relationship after one day and be like, this is it. A relationship like, no, um, same thing with simplify. Like there's mm. so much external stimulus now. There's so many opportunities, which is great. However, you, well, for me anyway, I feel like I need to be able to discern what do I actually have the capacity for at the moment? Can I do this thing? I know I want to do this thing, but can I actually do this thing? And sometimes you just have to be honest with yourself and say, do you know what? Not right now. Like, no, thank you, quote unquote, is one of my new phrases that I'm trying to I practice a lot. No, thank you. No, thank, thank you, you, but no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But no, thank you. And it like, not just no, but no, thank you. No, thank um, you. Yeah, be polite about it. That's you know? it. I'm not trying to be a rude. I just can't do it right <laughs> Maybe now. Maybe another time as well. Maybe like, no, it's a no for now. Literally. It's a no it's for now. It gives you permission to come back to something. Exactly. Because I don't know what the future will hold. No. But um, the third one effort as well is then once I've simplified, I've taken a bit of time, I've simplified it down so I can prioritize. Then I know where to put my effort. Um, I think that's kind of how I'm able to balance it. Like mm. I know when, all right, it's go time for Spoke or it's go time for me and my music or it's time to just rest and not do any of it. Like it's time to just go back to just being the person behind all of the art and the creativity and fuel that person again. Um, but yeah, those are my three main words that I'm working on. I'm not saying I'm there, but I'm working on those three. Work in progress. Yeah. I mean, aren't we all? And I think the word capacity as well, super strong. And we've got yeah. to keep reminding ourselves of that. Back to sort of mindfulness is obviously a huge part yeah. of what Spoke do. Mm. How do you see like the intersection between music and mindfulness? And what do you see as the main benefits of combining them both? I think for people that enjoy music, which is very many people around the world, Music is a language and it goes beyond the verbal language that a lot of people speak. Like I love certain Arabic music, for instance, or I'll listen to some East Asian music sometimes because it's like, it just sounds dope, you know, or Southern African music. Like it just, it sounds great and it feels good as well. And I think 
as soon as artists or whoever the creatives are, producers, instrumentalists, whoever, have an understanding of some of the like, our our intuition is so strong and a lot of the goodness that we put in music is actually already science backed, but we don't really know it yet because science is a little bit behind exactly what we're doing. It's just intuitive beings kind Mm. of thing. But I think being very intentional is the thing that's going to change that. And I think that's what Spoke does. It kind of Mm. creates the format of, yeah, cool, you know how to be positive in your music or you know how to uplift people in your music. Are you being intentional of how you deliver that Mm. and what things you're implementing for when people listen to you? I think that's that's the main difference. Like, the reality is artists are going to just create off the back of whatever they think is the right thing to do, which is great. Mm. However, there are certain things that definitely help most people which for instance something like a breathing exercise it's not breathing for breathing's sake it's because breathing is something that your body conditions to regulate amongst your emotional reception so it will say if you breathe slower your body's just going to be like oh i'm actually in a calmer state usually if you breathe faster you're at a state of anxiety or some sort some sort of pressure which again yeah exactly and it's not even that that's good or bad it's just how your body interprets those things so if you know how to input those and implement them in your music you can then intentionally say to your listeners, mm. let's get calmer or let's build up the pace or da 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 But yeah, that's, that's where I think it is. So as much as you feel comfortable, could you talk a little bit about your experiences with your own mental health as mm. you've been growing up to maybe how you are today? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think for me, I think a huge part of my mental stability and fortitude has come from being in phases of being very uncomfortable. Like I mentioned before about some of the work that I used to, oh, some, I was very academic and da da da, and I had some jobs. Mm-hmm. Clear examples for me is that I know I wasn't meant to be in those environments. I wasn't meant to be in like nine to five, go to the same place, sit down in the same seat, chat to the same person every day. How was your weekend on Mondays? What are you up to on the weekend on Friday? Like I wasn't really built for that. Like I'm someone who, I need a consistent layer of inconsistency, if that yeah. makes sense. Oh, it really does. It <laughs> yeah, really like, does, yeah. <laughs> I can't have monotony for too long. Otherwise, yeah. I start feeling like, when are we going to shake the tree, guys, kind yeah. of thing. And I was experiencing quite serious bouts of anxiety and very low mood or deep repression or even depression when I was doing my last job job. And it was simply just because of um, it just doesn't align with who I am as a person. Yeah, and so because the dissonance of that, between who yeah, you are and what it's going to And what you. I'm being kind of forced to yeah. do. And that's where, for me, like both my mental and emotional well-being were like out of sync. And I think for me, if so, I have like five main traits that I always look at in my life, which is financial, spiritual, emotional, physical and psychological if I can tell even one or two of those is way out of sync, then it's like, yo, bro, I need to do something. Like, because they all affect each other mm-hmm. in a sense. They all affect each other. So, yeah, for me, it was definitely when I was in positions that it wasn't uncomfortable because I couldn't handle it. It was just uncomfortable because, as you said, there was such a dissonance from who I am to who I was meant to be in those moments. Thank you for sharing that. That's right. Um, we're going to play a song that boosts your mood. Come on. <laughs> Can you introduce what that is and a little bit about why? Yeah, this one is Burner Boy. Yeah, this is like one of the biggest <laughs> tunes ever. However, I feel like it's been out for what, six, seven, probably plus years now. And every time I hear it, I smile. And I smile for different reasons. Number one, because it's so easy to sing along. Number two, because I'm just like, this is perfect songwriting. 
the simplicity <laughs> it just it couldn't be any more simple it literally couldn't sense. be any more simple but i just thought oh, he did it like he, he wrote really a did. timeless song so yeah man big up burner boy on this one this one yeah. is yeah and thank you for also playing it at glastonbury because just just dropping that in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was great how have you seen the music industry evolve in terms of its approach to mental health conversations in the industry within mm. artists have mm. you seen that and is it going in the right direction or have we still got a long way to go <laughs> i think it's going in the right direction i think it'd be unfair to say it's not however i think it's so slow but i think unfortunately the music industry is still fundamentally based on capitalism so because of that it's not really unless people's mental health is beneficial to people's pockets it's not really going to be in the conversation too much. And that's unfortunately the truth of the music industry. Um, I know there's different things that are being set up as like strategies or initiatives for people to get involved with. Or you might, I've been to talks where like the conversation of mental health is very much there. But I think when it's just the conversation, it's not helpful enough. Like we're not doing enough of the work yet. It's like, cool, we have conversation, which is great to open up the dialogue, as I said. What's the next step? Yeah, where's the action? Yeah, what's the next to... step? 100%. And yeah, as I said, I think I think things are, are going in the right direction just because socially things are going in the right direction. But it's just slow. It's very, very slow. I feel like as well, without, say, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking of kind of big labels here. Mm. They have to be listening to what's going on and the conversations in wider society because there is pressure on that. Mm. But it's hard to know whether that's a pressure or whether they genuinely care but then that's only one side of the industry obviously mm. there's independent artists and people yeah, struggling th- financially and i think artists are really open to talking like we're having this conversation yeah. you've got mad millennials which is amazing i know loads of other artists who in some way shape or form their music's either about or reflects or encourages conversation around mental well-being mental health mm. anything like that and i think that's there but I, as i said i think for the industry which i kind of just see as a separate entity yeah, that just the business yeah it yeah. has music within it but it's a whole different thing like yeah. until it feels like mental health is profitable <laughs> like, <laughs> thing is it is, is though like if until people's they mental recognize health, that, in, yeah, that yeah, yeah like it, you know it is yeah, i know yeah, it is yeah. because same way that i was just talking about my job Snaps. like if i was at my optimum I will be executing everything. Per- yeah. I'll be like, yo, let's go. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, let's the do only more thing that work. holds us back a lot of the time. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's my view on that, though. Yeah, it's, it's a view I also agree with. Um, <laughs> in terms of, like, getting streams, engagement on mm. social media, it's so hard to tell ourselves not to care, but mm. it's such, whether we like it or not, it's a huge part of the industry now. Yeah, definitely. How do you find that personally, you know, like the self-promotion side of things, how does that get to you? Um, Nowadays it gets to me less. And I think it's just because I accept the, this is the thing with creating the music, I have control over what I put into it and what I think it should sound like. And then whenever it goes out and da, 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 I don't have any control over the outcome. Like if people like it or not, if people play it or not, if people, I have no idea. Yeah, so nowadays I definitely care. It's not that I care less. It's more that I've adapted my my viewpoint on self-promotion and stuff. I know that when it's time for me to promote, it's time for me to promote. And let's just go with that. Let's 
let's just throw things out there and see what happens. Um, I think a lot of people tell me my social media and stuff is messy. And I'm like, yeah, it, it is. I'm sorry, guys. Like, oh. I mean, a lot of the time I'm just like, I can't lie, you have to, yeah, the last one. Um, you get what you're given kind of thing. And I do try, like I try, I try. The same way I try with my music, I try with my social presence, I try with whatever else there is to try because I do genuinely just care about all of this and I care about reaching as many people as possible because I would love for my music to be everywhere, you know? But um, I'm definitely not as consumed by the feeling of social media. The pressure. The pressure of it and the feeling like, oh, I must, I must, I must. It's only if I feel like, oh, I really need to do that, then I'll create that obligation for myself. But even then, I know when to like, I appreciate times when I'm not on it anymore, rather than feeling like, oh, I'm out of the loop. People are going to yeah. forget, like, it's, it's just not that. But do you, you do acknowledge the sort of hand in hand that it goes with, okay, I've released this body of work. I now need to put it out there in terms of social media. Yeah. Do you, people find it if they want to, or do you? No, no, no. I Because effort like just, I definitely try as I said you don't that, love that aspect of it I don't love it I think <laughs> I, every time I'm about to post I'm like oh, I'm gonna delete this and get rid of it yeah. or I'm just I post and go <laughs> I yeah, post yeah, and I close yeah, the app yeah. and then I move on with my life because I'm just like I can't get consumed by this again because yeah. there was a time where I would be consumed by it. I would be checking every so often all right who's like this oh. and even notifications I turn all of them off like I get just, them off yeah yeah it's just like I don't need the buzz or the lack of buzz <laughs> that, yeah. that occasionally happens I feel like let me do my job which is make art and then share it and then anything on top of that that I can do whether it's like engaging with people because they actually want to talk about whatever has come out great if mm. it's if it's air, if there's nothing there to talk about, <laughs> we'll move on to the next thing. And yeah. um, that's how I'm trying to approach Create it. Create the art. It will get to people when the time is right as well. Yeah, man. Like, I do push it. I do yeah, do yeah, whatever I, I can, do. but I'm not, um, <laughs> not, I'm not mad at myself. Yeah, up. exactly. <laughs> I'm not mad at myself if I um, do something a bit wrong on socials. <laughs> yeah. On that note, though, because it is really hard to break into the industry, as I say, being yeah. an artist at the moment... Is there somebody that you'd like to shine a light on and we can play a track of theirs? Yeah, man. I want to shout out my, my Cody, Nikhil Beats, very talented producer, artist, songwriter, musician, all of this stuff. And he had a tune called Deception that came out recently. It's a banger. He played it for me and a few people in the studio before it came out. And I was just like, bro, when this one drops, hey, it's summertime, it's a vibe. Uh, Even wait, before was it? We did the Infax together here i don't know Do if you, you know play what oh, i have a feeling i, I heard that it. one so it's i've actually then. i've had an exclusive yeah, listen as well exclusive. Ah, i remember yeah 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 this one's a banger i seek you for interception deception is my mind but you seem to hold my life in your hands I can't get to grips with your plans, your plans What is the point if I can't reach you? What kind of man does that make me? I'll be on my knees, but I know that's weak You can pull me out so I can hear you speak So I can hear you speak, hear you Beep, 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 beep,
In Facts is a live event, it's a podcast, it's a community essentially curated by myself and my really, really good friend Amelia Poems, who is a presenter on the BBC as well. We um we've been doing In Facts since 2019. So what's that, four years now? And as I said, it started off as an event. Through the pandemic, it kind of adapted itself into this podcast format where we'd sit down with different just again, millennial creatives, like we just wanted to get the conversation continuing. Like we wanted to make sure the pandemic didn't stop that. Even if we couldn't go out and perform, how are you finding things? Like, mm. what do you want to do next, et cetera, et cetera. And now it's turned into this really amazing baby that we've made called In Fact Scratch Night, which it's just beautiful hearing unreleased music and seeing artists be it's not that artists aren't usually vulnerable, but like it's a different sort of vulnerable where when you press play on your music, that's not even mixed or anything. You're like, guys, um, this is a demo. Please ignore yeah, this bit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the, all the, they're yeah, the people you do it to the most. That, yeah, but when you're doing it to other musicians and music mm. artists, there's even more of this kind of, oh my God, I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. They, they get it. That's the thing. And I think that's what we found. Like the conversations that come out of, in fact, scratch nights mm. have been so profound to a level just because there's so much good feedback. There's so much constructive criticism. There's so many insights that like me and Amelia don't have. It's only because of the community of people that have passed through these doors, which is in the spoke building, that um, we even learn a load of stuff as well. So we, that's definitely the one that we've both been like, yeah, we're gassed. Like this is going well, Honestly, man. Really, really as someone well. who attended one of them and played stuff, I think what you've got there this safe space yeah. that you've built, the calmness, the fact that, you know, people will offer, not criticism, but, you know, constructive ideas yeah. about how they can maybe think about something in a different way, yeah. if that's what the person wants. Yes, exactly. Or it can be very much like, you know, all well, the positive things, because sometimes you just need a bit of validation. 100%. Or <laughs> you just move on to next. And yeah. like that, and I think you both, you and Amelia both explained that so well at the beginning, that maybe just relax. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Take it easy. I like it. Okay, now I'm going to ask you a difficult question. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> what has been your biggest self-described failure, hmm. inverted commas, and what did you learn from it? Wow, that's a big question. What? I say self-described because there isn't really such thing as failure. I mean, there is. There is yeah, no, there learn. is. There Not is. Everything. I'm trying to think. Are we talking musically as well, yeah? No, just in life. Just in life. 
oh my gosh, what have I failed in that? I'm like, ah. Do you know what? One thing that I, um, I guess I did fail in this is, so I used to play squash when I was younger and I was, I was good. Like I was Essex champion and all this kind of stuff. But I never excelled to the point of being like the top, 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 top level where it's like the top five in England or whatever, or playing for the national team or anything like that. And I know that a lot of that was due to the fact that like, I didn't push myself as hard as I could have done. Again, I tried and I put in a lot of effort and I would go down and train on my own a bunch of times, but there were definitely certain things that I um, I neglected and I didn't push myself beyond the point of me being comfortable enough to push myself. How old were you? This is when I'm a teenager. I mean, the way I see it is, is that was setting you up then for further things that you were going to push yourself Exactly. With. That was my lesson, where it's yeah. like... I need not that I not it wasn't that I the need. One. It wasn't the one, even though it could have been the one at the time. But the thing that I learned from failing to get to those points mm. in like succession is that, or of success is that, um, you have to go. Be, yeah, you just have to keep pushing. Yeah, you have to keep pushing. If you really, really, you really, really, really want this thing, yeah. yeah. If you really, really want this thing, trust me, keep pushing like there's there's a wall that we all hit and that, in fact if anything there's multiple walls <laughs> like there's so many walls there's a wall after the so wall after many. the wall it's like <laughs> literally but castle. keep going yeah just keep climbing those walls <laughs> keep climbing them love that what's the one or one of because yeah. i think when everyone says one you're like oh my god i think the best one. <laughs> one one of the best pieces of advice generally in life that somebody has said to you and if you can say who that was maybe if it's relevant yeah, do you know what? One of the greatest pieces of advice in a sentence that I heard was actually um, more so from like a YouTube comment that I saw on whatever the video. I think I was listening to some like love frequency sounds once. And if anyone hasn't been on any of those on YouTube, the comment sections on those are so beautiful. Oh my God. If you I ever. I want to read comment sections because they're always not beautiful. Do you know what's so. F- I love reading comment sections. <laughs> You get the worst people in there. No, you, you, get, some, you get, get some out. trolls, but you get some hilarious. I feel some of the funniest, wisest, all of those people are on YouTube. It's so yeah. it's so mad. Eclectic. Yes, it's a proper range depending on what video you're on. But this phrase that I heard, I actually used it at the end of um, Outliers because, and it was even my wallpaper on my phone for a little bit just because it stuck with me so much. And it's, nature does not hurry, yet all things are accomplished. And that kind of fed into this whole aspect of me trying to be a bit more patient as well. Whereas like for a long time before the pandemic, especially, I was really trying to accelerate my musical career. I was really trying to get to a place where it's like, I'm ready for Glastonbury. Like, let's just put me on the stage. I can do this. I promise. And the reality is I wasn't. And there's so many steps to get to that point where you might be on that main stage for something like a Glastonbury or whatever it might be. And um, just obviously during the time of the pandemic and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to go on about pandemic too much, but during that time where you had to be a bit more still, you had to be a bit more mindful, or I did. Um, that phrase just resonated so much where it's like, yo, like these things will come. Still have faith, still put in effort wherever you need to and wherever you can, but they will come. Nature doesn't hurry, but all things are accomplished still. We don't put pressure on nature to hurry up. Like, exactly. Come on. Change and we don't say it's got to be summer out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We do. We do wish for summer. But we <laughs> but don't you can't look make at the it leaves happen, and go, it? change your colour. We appreciate yeah. all the, the you know, phases and seasons 100%. that we have. 
and then it happens when and when the time's right. Yeah, and that's exactly we're nature, we so are <laughs> we nature. can't hurry it. Back to songwriting. Yes, what I themes do you find yourself drawn to the most? Like what do you, or is it completely varied? It is quite varied, but I think my strength. Do you know it's funny? I was walking down the street the other day. I was having just a conversation with myself. And I was like, I don't think I'm a hip hop artist. I don't think that's the word for me. And then when I deeped it, I was like, no, I'm a soul artist who raps. Essentially, like that's really what I am. Like, if I if I could sing, I'd be a soul singer. Like, I'd be out here doing <laughs> up vocals, everything. But really, my pen is strongest and most natural when I'm just tapping into my essence and I'm doing stuff from the soul. Like, I can write other. St- I can write Bagel Shop Love and just have a good time and write a nice little bar like that. But ultimately, I think a lot of my music is just an expression of my character, of my nature, of my essence, of my soul nice. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's me being a soul artist more than anything. Does it frustrate you when we're sort of trying, we're being, I mean, this is obviously a huge question, but in hmm. terms of music being put in boxes, um, the genre thing, you know, they have to, if you're a hip hop artist, if you're a pop artist. Do you know, it doesn't really, fr- like, because I understand that people feel they need to understand something mm. and the only way they can do sometimes is to com- compartmentalise stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like, okay, cool, this is da-da-da. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that might be, but it, this next song might not. So what do you? that's on you then to try and yeah. decipher or discern what that is then. But I don't... I think if they do it completely inaccurately, that's when it's like, come on, man. That's just it's silly. Just yeah, like if people start calling my stuff grime, I'm like, I haven't done grime since I was like 20, yeah. I mean, since like 2017, mm-hmm. so a good five years ago at least. It's just, yeah, it's just wrong. You haven't Incorrect. done any dudes wrong. Come on. But yeah, like you said as well, like one particular track and one particular sound you're going with could fit into a certain genre box because naturally things do, but the point being that you as an artist doesn't need to yeah and you know there's a whole just myriad of different ways you can go as with spoke in facts everything else that you're doing yeah 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 you're doing a lot yeah there's you a bunch of stuff happening one box in one person in one box yeah so. yeah yeah couldn't be <laughs> no could not be <laughs> We'd have um, to break out. okay um, what's something that people most people don't know about you but you kind of wish they would <laughs> um do you know what? I feel I feel like if you don't know me, people have this sense that I'm like very I'm very goody two shoes, angelic and blah blah blah. And it's not I'm a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I can categorically say I'm a good person. However, I have a wild side, I'm fun, I'm all of this stuff, and I feel like that's why stuff like again like Bagel Shop and a few other tunes are really important for this project because I don't always get to it. I don't always playful, express that side. Anyway. Yeah, it's more playful. Yeah. Like, because even with stuff like spoke, not that it's serious necessarily, but it's very, it's very conscious and intentional. So it's like I want you to feel something good or something reflective, etc. Whereas sometimes it's like I don't give it. We're on radio, but <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's just that aspect of me is very much there. And I think people who know me know that, but those who don't know me probably don't see that enough from me. And that's me just not showing that in my character enough to date, really. Do you care what people think? Um, yes and no. Yeah. Like, yeah, because it's always nice to feel like you're understood. Mm. Um, and yes, because we're in a game of opinions, really and truly. Like, our music is fundamentally based off of that with how far it can go and everything. But no in the sense that there's so many opinions that if I tried to laser focus on everybody's, 
I would just be so confused and I wouldn't know what to do. So I kind of take what feels like it resonates and then I move on. If you can listen to the inner voice within you mm. and that kind of drowns out the noise sometimes. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's the key, isn't it? 100%. Because it's always, re- you have to really understand where is that opinion even coming from? Is it something that that person genuinely thinks or is it something that they feel they need to say? How do you feel about self-promotion? It's not my favourite thing at all. I, <laughs> I just, not just social media here, like... Just generally, yeah, like, it's, I don't like doing it. I really, it's not a fun thing for me. Like, I don't really like bigging myself up loads. However, um, and me and Amelia speak about this or have spoken about this a few times where it's like, forget hump, humility and modesty to the point of it pushing you down. Like, it can't, well, no, we, especially as people who create stuff and want people to hear it, we have to find a way to circumvent that and think, do you know what? I know I want to share this because I want as many people to hear it as possible. Mm-hmm. I know I rate myself. I know yeah. this thing has value. Whether the next person hears it and thinks so is a whole different thing, but I know it does. So because of that, I must do self-promotion. I must talk about this mm-hmm. thing, but I must do it in a way that feels good to me and it doesn't feel like it's either too cringy or it's too arrogant or conceited like as long as I feel that I'm not doing that much fine cool and again everyone's interpretation of that will be different some people will just think the fact that you're talking about yourself is arrogant <laughs> so it's like you have to kind of get beyond that and just be like yo like I'm I'm comfortable with this decision that I've made so cool I'm about to go out here and promote the heck out of it to me and go, I'm a great friend I'm yeah, in exactly. your life I am a wonderful you know, I've created something and I really love to tell you about it because I yeah. think it's quite good I think it's amazing <laughs> I think even that the quite good you see like take out the quiet <laughs> I think it's good uh, it's so hard though to not just get in that trap of thinking do I sound like an absolute mm. <laughs> the answer is yes to some yes, people. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like, yes to some people. Just do it anyway. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to do a bit of self-promotion. Okay. Go on, tell us what we've got in the works in whatever aspect of your wonderful creative life. Cool. Um, there's actually a lot in the works right now. So Outliers, a creative project by Lemzy. It's a full 14-track CP that I've created, which is an album audio book, essentially, with three different chapters, which act as EPs. The first chapter is already out. You can go and stream that on all DSPs, or you can head to my website, which is www.lemzy.com, and you can buy the whole project up front for $4.99 before it goes on all the DSPs. Aside from that, please download Spoke, and also please make sure you follow Infax, and you will see any of the events that we got coming up from Infax Scratch Nights to some of the events that we are, we got with the community and so on and so forth. There's a lot more. But I'm going to keep it to those three and then you can find out the rest from my website or socials. Yeah, thank you so much. It's no, been thank a you, joy man. to chat to you as always. And yeah. I'm excited to see everything that happens. In the thank you, man. For you. I'm ready. I'm excited for you on voices as well. This is dope. This is so dope. Exciting. <laughs> so let's play one more song and it's one cool. of yours. Tell us what it is, why, and then we'll <laughs> see it through. This one is Word Vomit 3. This was the first song that I released this year and the first song I released in a few, like a year and a half or something. So this is me just flexing my lyrical muscles again where it's like, cool, sometimes I just want to rap. I just want to say a load of words and just let them out. And yeah, I hope everyone enjoys this. Shout out to T.O.B. who produced it. There's a video for it out on my website as well. So please go check that out. But yeah, let's enjoy it.
I'm a writer's writer, so when I write up, you write a writer. Don't really say that anymore. But yeah. I used to rap my ass off, now I just rap pure. Used to never wanna hear me, now they say rap more. Say if it ain't making M's, question what you rap for. Music is a medicine, I'm trying to show them rap cures. Words have a utility, way beyond the industry. They fuel my proclivity of getting rid of bad thoughts. It don't concern me, or even get me nervy that I'm now with my 30s. That's the age, hope you act yours. Keep your head high, even at times a bad form to doubt. In the first round of the French, it's a bad draw. I ain't down with no brown unless James or Mansour. Trying to drown with sounds with streams then a mad tour born ready for the light melanin not factor 50 yeah you can miss me with any slack talk for years trying to pick the lock even break the back door now i'm in my own space that's fitting for a bachelor working on myself i hope my energy might match yours try achieving what i'm dreaming hoping you can catch yours sitting with some marketers talking about the cat score saying i should be more bougie faces on the app store keep flickering that wrist like your hand saw looking at your character seeing you're an actor but i ain't here to create we get stigmatized, not by other guys, but come on, let's adapt more. Limitations exist, and of course, if you're black, you're taught life's a bitch, but it's proved we can have more. Generational wealth ain't just if you stack more. It's patience, constraints, someone who knows tax law. Blessed at times in my life, I've been living it. Spawn of privilege, I'm awkward but innocent. Love to build a vibe, but I'm born as a lyricist. Growth is the wisdom, it's seeded by listening. Believe in yourself, that was taught in my conditioning. Trials and tribulations, they're all a part of nature they've even got the doctors and the barristers picketing where the health of laws what societies we living in it's time to deconstruct it shit is all erupting really could get fucked quick last few years are just beginning of adjustments if tories still lead you're mad if you trust it busters if you have an old kettle that takes ages to boil it may cost you 20 pounds to replace it Anyway, I don't want to spend a PM talking about our PMs or any MPs car. When they say words, they're really empty. And it's been a long time since Lecky on beats out. Liars coming soon. That's Lecky on grease. So much I need to add a black. Skeppy going grease. Different type of energy and vibe when I'm in this. Differentiate myself. I'm not just artist, but a linguist. See it when I kick back up on in facts. Me and Poe have some sick chats. Here to leave an imprint Can't name the vibe But it's still so distinctive Crippled by the fact That I can only express it in English Deal with the pressure Even when it feels a damn breaks Bored of emerging act I feel like it's a damn shame Could write a book like Atwood Believe me, I am that good No, it ain't a tell When you hear what these hands made Fam, I've had some back pains, knee injuries, hamstrings, I am that stage, youthful in energy and kind of got that face, could still turn up though and happy in the man cave, clean, there ain't never no weight on me, uh, in and out the gym so can feel when weights on me, uh, sometimes I ruminate, it's more for stupid sake, yeah, things get heavy so please don't wait on me, working my mental, it's mental when I need that break from me, sometimes, other times I see the great in me, proved I can do this, it's no debate buddy, if you want proof to keep going, I'm Case study. Woo! ATOB. This one's feeling so classic, man. Word vomit free. Yeah. Check. I say outliers keep stepping, I'll keep repping, grow with intentions and keep those pro- yeah, yeah. Outliers keep stepping, I'll keep repping, grow with intentions, keep those projecting. Outliers keep stepping, I'll keep repping, grow your intentions and keep yeah, yeah. I say outliers keep repping, I'll keep stepping, healthy intentions, keep those projecting. Yeah. 
see I embody it's a marathon and not a sprint Keep going It's only when you stop that you won't win And of course along the way there'll be struggle and strife But believe me this year I'm about to change my whole life